Hey everybody and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host Alex Klein and today we are talking Jurassic World Dominion. But it is a big movie and I can't talk about it by myself. So I have my cousin Harry with me. Harry, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome. How's it going? What a pleasure. What a pleasure. Hey, quick question for you before we get started. I love your intro with all the movie titles. And I was keeping my eye out for a little bit of dinosaurs. I didn't see one yet. Do you add one every time you do a review? I feel like I need to. I feel like I threw a Jurassic World maybe on there, but that's a good point. I've been thinking about that. I know the uh, the maker of that video put a lot of long hours into it, and it wasn't me. So I have to. It might be a once a year sort of thing, uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, I'm seeing some people join the chat already too. Uh, Popping the popcorn and Jalen. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Um, we are super excited to be talking about this, though. Harry and I got the pleasure of seeing this movie last Friday uh, after some delicious tacos. Uh, we walked over to the theater, uh, Dolby. Uh, it was a good experience, Harry. I, I said, though, that we're going to have to talk about it, though. There was a crying baby almost the entire time in the movie. What uh, would you make of that? Opening night, you know, you get you get the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and we had we had a little bit of it all. Um, I was telling Alex earlier that I like to I like to imagine every scene had a baby crying in the in the movie scene. So when the dinosaurs were running around, we we're where's the baby? We got to get the baby first. Let's rescue the baby. It was like an inception form of taken because the movie was basically taken, but it was taken within the theater. I mean, I, I, it was I got so mad. And when the movie I was about to stand up and say, look, whoever that is, they clearly don't want to be ever. here and we don't want them here either. So they need to just watch. <laughs> guys, come on. If you've got little kids, first off, this was not a movie for little kids. There was a it lot was of scary. I was, I was crying. Scary I was crying as much as the baby. I felt like during parts of this movie. Yeah, Dude, it was. was <laughs> Very spooky. Uh, and I see Brian in the chat just said once a year, he's the one who does the, uh, the things. I don't know if that's a good, good or bad thing in regards to the picture. <laughs> Um, we are going to be talking full spoilers for this movie. I mean, what kind of spoilers are you even looking for in a movie like this? It's the third of the trilogy. It it strangely, uh, it wraps things up pretty nice, I guess, if there was anything to wrap to begin with. Uh, but it also maybe sheds some light on what could be going forward if they ever decide to come visit the Jurassic World again. Harry, what uh, what were your overall thoughts on this movie? And again, we'll, full spoilers, so no, no fear. Yeah, no fear. I want everyone in the chat uh, listening in, just make sure you've seen this movie before you tune in. Don't don't come in here and try to get all the sneak peeks because we're not holding back. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I I mean, both both Alex and I grew up, you know, we're cousins grew up together. We've always been big dino heads um, from the original Jurassic Parks to walking with dinosaurs to, you know, all the toys that we played with growing up. Love them. And I've always had a special spot for um, you know, the Jurassic parks, whether it's the books or movies and even, you know, I think you, you, you've probably alluded to this on previous casts, but I definitely struggled a bit with fallen kingdom. Um, uh, for sure. I'm probably my least favorite of all the Jurassic park movies. And I think this, this, there was some cheesy moments here and there, but this one, this did a great job of just tying everything together. The nostalgia of getting all the characters back. I really liked, that was one thing that I actually went back and rewatched uh, the first three uh, prior to seeing this movie. So the original Jurassic Park and then uh, the second, uh, second and third. And, you know, it seemed like they tried uh, almost as, you know, I, I wish I would have been, wish I would have been remembered seeing those live, like in theaters to kind of see what the vibe was. Cause I'm sure after the first one, there had to have been, you know, that huge excitement for we're getting a sequel. But it just seemed it seemed kind of half baked, like bring, you know, Dr. Ian Malcolm coming in the second one. And then we're looping in uh, Alan Grant comes back in the third. But it was like, you know, they never quite made it uh, feel legit. You know, it was we're going to fly over the island and take some pictures. But that's all we're doing, Dr. Alan Grant. We know you don't <laughs> want to go there. And he's like, oh, taking pictures. I'm in. Let's do it. Um, but this one where, you know, we finally get the trifecta of the original threesome and then obviously with with Chris Pratt, Owen and and Claire and and Macy I thought it was it was really nostalgic kind of seeing everyone together and they did an awesome job of that and the the I'm, we'll talk about it the dinosaurs were awesome I, I love the dinosaurs in this movie it was it was they really went back to to just cool new real dinosaurs instead of 
you know, the, the, the first two Jurassic worlds, it was, well, we, we've been in the lab. We're doing some things down in the lab that you're not going to like. <laughs> we've been cooking um, some stuff up. We were using frog DNA. Now it's actual species that we haven't seen before, but real species. And that was really, that was really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I went into this movie with probably the lowest expectations I could. I was in the same boat as you, like you said, was not a fan of Fallen Kingdom. I saw that in theaters and haven't seen it since. Though I did read a really interesting article recently that was talking about Fallen Kingdom being the bravest of all of the movies because, because hear me out on this. They said every single movie has relied on the island. That like this all just takes place on the island yeah, and okay. all the dinosaurs are on the island. But they said this was that was the first movie that broke the mold and said, you know what? No more island. Now we got to figure out what to do next, which I was like, OK, actually, I, I'm not changing my rating, but I can see where <laughs> rating's not going anywhere. But I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it way more than the second one. I liked it probably maybe on par with the the first of the trilogy with the first Jurassic World movie. That one's still really special to me. Uh, but there was, there was, there was a kind of magic in this movie. And I think part of it came from that fallen kingdom bit of like, now the dinosaurs are out there. And that was all I wanted was I wanted to see dinosaurs. I wanted to see them roaming around. And we got that. We didn't get as much as I would have wanted, but I think we got enough for a movie going audience to still leave satisfied saying, yep, I got to see some cool dinosaurs, maybe not the coolest of fights in terms of what we get in like the first movie with the uh, um, what is it? The the I-Rex, uh, the Indominus Rex, uh, ah, against the yeah. T-Rex plus the Mosasaurus. Uh, holy cow. Like that that's cinema masterpiece right there. Um, but we get some similar really good fights in this movie and uh, and we'll definitely dive into that with this. So um, I will give you guys uh, we'll jump into a really quick sort of synopsis of this movie. And so hopefully if you haven't seen it, um, you know, this maybe this will be the thing that's going to send you over the edge and make you want to go. So um, everything again, everything is wild now. The dinosaurs are out. And I liked this. I, I didn't see any previews or anything for this movie besides the trailer and the movie opened up with kind of like a recap. So if you hadn't seen any of the movies, it was kind of perfect. You know, they, they talked yeah. about, here's what happened in draft, but they did it almost like a news report. And so where things are at now, the dinos are out, they're wild. We're trying to find a way to kind of live with them, but there's still sort of shady goings on people kind of experimenting on them, poaching them, capturing them much like any other species on the planet. And we find out that there's this big company on the, the map now. Now that the park company is gone, it was an engine. Uh, now yeah, we have... They took the letters of engine and just, it was a wordle. It was a daily wordle. They moved around right. to come up with Biogen. Okay, but did you catch this? Because I had to do some research on this. And, and a couple of people had told us, I kind of guessed, uh, Biosyn's from the first Jurassic Park movie. And Biosyn is the... And, Dodgson, the guy who's the CEO of Biosyn, not the same actor, but his character is the guy that he hands off the she hands off the Barbasol can yeah. to uh, Newman. In uh, interesting, yeah. So I mean, it makes sense, right? They were a competitor, and Engine went out of business, and so now Biosyn's like, "Hey, Biosyn back, baby, let's make some money off of this." And so they have kind of. I guess you could say captured the dinosaurs, but at the same time, they're, they're offering legitimate sanctuaries. So they've got all these species of dinosaurs and they're kept in this preserve in the mountains of Italy and it's completely safe. They can roam free. It actually is pretty cool. I was like, okay, that's actually pretty cool. Um, but at the same time, they've got their hands in all kinds of other pots. And so we find out that there's a possibility that they may be uh, experimenting on locusts as well. And so we find out from, uh, and this is this is what I love. I think one of my favorite things from the movie was how they roped in the original three, because in some of the other, like Ian Malcolm, and that's what they kept saying. Oh, they're all they're here, and I was like, they were in almost every other movie. Like Ian Malcolm was in the last movie, but he's only in it to like show up to court and you know right. say a few words to to Congress. It's Whereas they have, a, they have a legitimate story in this movie, and it ties in directly to it, which is that. Um, Ellie Stadler, uh, Dr. Ellie Stadler is, she's kind of, that's what she was. She was like a, a botanist or something like that. So she's been studying, um, bugs. She's been studying creatures and whatnot. And they call her to, to analyze these locusts because they're huge. They're like this big, they're gigantic. That to me was the most terrifying thing in the movie was those bugs. I, like when they were on screen, forget the dinosaurs, we got bugs. I know. Well, and wasn't, did you find that interesting too? That I, I don't know. I was expecting there to be a lot more dinosaur 
again, I was happy with what we got, but I like there's this brand new bio threat of bugs. I was not expecting them to have some like brand new sort of issue. That was kind of cool. It was I've actually heard uh, similar to the, the the rating review you gave earlier that they were cowards in this movie for going back to the island. They uh, unlike Fallen Kingdom, where they left the island behind here, they're going back. They're using that crutch. They're pulling it out of the attic. Um, no, it's, it seemed odd. Uh, there were some really cool scenes. I mean, I think one of the, one of the opening ones with, with Chris Pratt's character, Owen is he's hit, uh, him and some other cowboys are out in the West riding down a herd of dinosaurs to rope them like, like cattle. Um, and that was, I mean, it was so cool. Yeah. Uh, just racing down through the woods, but it was, it's, I agree with you. It was very muted. There was, you know, there was the news flash scenes of some dinos flying around, the talk of the black markets and some of the breeding deals. And then that was it. And now it's like, Oh God, we got some big bugs, but you think the bigger news story would be the Allosaurus that's still roaming around Georgia that no one grabbed and is, is terrorizing neighborhoods. But right. Like all the dinos that are out there are kind of the, the, the nice ones, the, right. the, the herbivores, right? Out. The herbivores are just, just looking for themselves. Just looking for a little grass to graze on. But yeah, I, I, that was one of the notes that I put down was the, the Parasaurolophus that were in, that were kind of being wrangled in. And it was like, Again, that's what I wanted was how are these dinosaurs similar to the animals of today? And we got that there of like they're being wrangled the same way as cattle. And then we got that scene, too, with. uh, And so at this point, Owen and Claire uh, played by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, who's awesome always. And uh, Chris Pratt, who I thought was fine there. I don't know. There was nothing in it where I was like. I don't know. I felt like that was more of as uh, I just saw this actually a little tangent. Tom Hanks just did an interview and he and I love these movies, except the third one. He said that the Da Vinci Code movies, he was like he said he knew that they were hooey, but he did them as a commercial <laughs> enterprise, which I means buy that. that he just did them for the money. So I was wondering if maybe this was a commercial endeavor for uh, it a hundred percent. He's got his, he's got his hands in the basket elsewhere. This is just to get a little scratch on the side. You know? Yeah. He's, he's got to prepare for Mario. He's it's got, a meat dinosaur. Mario, Mario is the real role he's diving into. Where that's that's what he's been preparing for his whole life. Uh, but yeah, so they're, they're in hiding in the, I think they're, they're in the woods. There's a lot of snow, but I think they're in Nevada. And so mm-hmm. I think it was in winter or something like that. But the two of them are in hiding with Maisie Lockwood from the second movie, The Clone. And so they, I, I, again, I hadn't seen the movie. You, you might know this a little bit more. I'm imagining they just went on the run at the end of that last movie and basically yeah, said, she, like, she we need to hide. The, she pulls the, oops, did I do that? She lets all the dinos out. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, I'm, if I recall correctly, it really just ends. It shows some scenes of the dinosaurs running out. They all run out into the woods. Uh, yep. They kill, they kill the one guy. I can't remember his name. He was the one that was like the, the groundskeeper mansion. Groundskeeper Willie. Woods, and then they run out into the woods, and that's it. But um, yeah, they, it doesn't really allude to anything. But you know, the assumption is they they leave there. Now they're in hiding up in the Sierra Nevada mountains, is I think where it classifies them. Yep, yep, yep. And so she and she's played. I I thought she did a great job. That's Isabella Sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll click on her real quick, see if we've seen her in anything, but I was not a fan of her in the last movie. And I was that at that point with the amount of kind of insanity and, and it is, that's, it looks like that's all she's done. Um, so good for her. The amount of insanity in that movie when they were like, Oh yeah, she's a clone. I was like, okay, I think that's, that's about all I can take in one movie <laughs> of like, they had a really good island exploding, super sad with all the dinosaurs. It ended it. 15 minute. I would have been great. I would have still paid a full price to see that. But then it was like, oh, we got the black market. Oh, we we modified another dinosaur. Oh, by the way, we also modified a human. A human. It was like, we got a little girl. I got to go. I got I to. Gotta, I think my oven's on or something. Check, please. I'm out of here. But in this movie, I thought she was awesome. And yeah. I really liked that. You know, she was a little bit of comedic relief. The three of them, or her and Owen felt a lot like, you know, a lot of the comedic relief. But she had some good conversations throughout because she's struggling with her own identity. And especially now, the fact that she's got quote unquote fake parents, right? Like they're not her parents. And in the beginning, she's really upset with them. Uh, You know, oh, you're not my parents, the classic thing. But here it has another layer, right? Because they legitimately aren't 
no one is her parent right. apparently right. right except for her mom yeah and uh so i liked that that you know she and and that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie though was at the end when you know they they arrive and she's upside down in the car and she says those are my parents and yeah. i like i loved that scene because i was like there's that full circle she's you know she's learning that it's not who you're you know who you're born with or born as it's it's the people it's that you collect along you. the way it's the friends we made along the way right um but yeah so they're they're in hiding and the crux of this movie i've seen some people say it and i totally agree that this is basically just taken with dinosaurs it really is um, she gets taken by some poachers who are hired to take her. We find out, obviously, for Biosyn and that they want her because she is intellectual property, as they say. And at the same time, they also kidnap a new addition to the Jurassic World movies, which is Blue's little baby boy, Beta. Beta. Uh, what do you think of little Beta? Little Beta. Little Beta was a goofy looking guy. First of all, I never heard her name him until did she like name? Was right. there, a she, there was a scene where she said something like, hey, Beta. And he was like, you it has a name. And she was like, yeah, I gave it a name. But yeah, I didn't hear it before that. So she yeah. gave it on the spot, maybe just gave it by a boom. Look, if, well, I, if that was me, beta. I have no desire to be a beta, Harry. I don't know. About you. Listen, Should've I, I would have named, named him Sigma. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I mean, cool concept, right? They they go through the science of it. It's the monitor lizard. Yeah, I love it's that part of Blue's DNA that allows her to reproduce. Um, and of course, right. I was trying to figure out if like if Owen and and Claire and them knew that Blue was just like hanging out in their backyard, or that was like the first time she shows up, and he's like, "Whoa, hey, whoa, where'd you come?" Right. From? That, I feel like it was, but they were they were blue, not. Or no, I feel like it wasn't. Line. But they yeah. weren't clear about it at all because I feel um, like he would have freaked out a lot more if that was the first time he had seen her. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, oh, Blue's out back. How's she doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that was that was really cool. I liked um, I was I was it was interesting, too. And we haven't gotten to it, but they go into like the, the reason why they kidnapped uh, Macy and, and Beta, the, you know, with Henry Wu and, and that whole storyline. But it seems it seems like in the beginning, I don't know, you I that that whole character arc and i'm again i'm uh, i'm jumping ahead here but it seems kind of odd because it was like you know as you as you move towards the end it seems like oh they were taken for a good reason they wanted to rectify this problem but then in the beginning when they're first getting taken it's like no they just it's the intellectual property they want them yeah it's again this movie is not a perfect tech. movie by any yeah. means and i was wondering that too cuz yeah. i was like this actually turned out perfect for everybody involved but I was like, what if it hadn't? What if no right. one like came after them? What 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 I know what they were planning to do, or I think Wu was secretly planning to do that anyway. Right. But what was Dodgson trying to do? Right. Like he just wanted them, I think. And he wanted them because Wu said he wanted to experiment on them stuff. I think, and this is a funny thing too, and we can we can dive into Dodgson right now. He was like a uh Steve Jobs knockoff. Uh, the way that he he like looked and acted, which was really funny though, because he was so such a space cadet. But totally. uh, at the same time, I'm like, okay, so like, how dumb are you though? Because like your entire workforce is like plotting against you at multiple points, and he never figures it out until like, the last. And I was like, no way. Like, okay, give me Ramsey. Give me Ramsey. Ramsey, come here. What's yeah, going right, on? like, and I was like, oh shoot, like Ramsey's in trouble. But then he was like, Ramsey, like I need your help. And I was like, wait, he doesn't real like. How could you not know? Ian Malcolm can't. Ian Malcolm's a bumbler. Like he can't do that by himself. Someone he had to told help. him. He told him on the way in what he was there to do. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, but they, you know, and at the same point, they did a pretty good job with that. Otherwise, because. I and, and so let's dive into this guy. So Ramsey, I thought Ramsey was awesome, played by uh, Mamadou Athi, who I think he was in. Uh, we were talking about it, right? You said it was in Item 47. Archive 81. No way. Item 47 no way. is a prequel to that. Item 47 is, no, Item 47 is a, is a Marvel short. Uh, we're talking from, Archive 81. The Sorry, everybody. Out there. Okay, he was in Sorry for Your Loss. But yeah. he was also in Archive 81 and Black Box as well. I feel yeah. like there was another movie I saw him in. But regardless, he was great. I thought he, he was, was awesome. He played a good straight-laced guy. And again, I, I didn't know what he was up to. And the scene where he's touring them around. And I was like, how are they going to get like how are they going to get away from this guy? And he was like, all right, you got 30 minutes. 
And uh, do you guys want to just go walk around by yourselves? And they were like, um, yeah, sure. He was like, awesome. Feel free to go anywhere. Just don't go right over there into right that section. There. I was like, no way he's that dumb. No way. Like, is he tricky? So I then later when it's revealed he's a good guy, I was like, oh, that actually worked out great. Like, yeah, I liked that scene a lot. Because I was like, like, what's he doing? He's going to let him go to the place. He's, he's telling him exactly where to go. What the heck? Yeah. Um. So with that in mind, too, uh, so the people were saying they for is that uh, Sadler went and grabbed. Um, yeah, yeah. Jalen says the same thing. I kept thinking he was going to double cross them. And and yeah, but we should have known, right? Because he's a really, I think that guy is really cool. So I think right. that he wouldn't have wanted to play a little bit of a villain. Um, but so Sadler goes to get Grant and uh, Dr. Grant, who is still digging up dinosaurs, <laughs> which is cool. Hey, man, like if I... Here? You want a beer? It's 10 a.m., Dr. Grant. <laughs> yeah, Ted, what, he's just a drunk on the, the job site. And I, oh. I was waiting for someone in his crew to be like, um, sir, there's like a real dinosaur like right outside our tent. Can we just go check that out for a bit? Like that's history in the main. Shots of that. I also like, no, we got to go look at the bones in the ground. That's important. It's funny um, just the fact that he's – it's almost like he's he's in denial of the dinosaurs being there. It just right. I I mean I I feel like the the study of paleontology is still valid, right? But at the same time, you know they've got real life examples of these dinosaurs that whether they're DNA adjusted, whatever. But he's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna keep our eyes in the dirt. We're gonna stay here in the mud, boys. Like yeah, to work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no is. I mean that that you could almost replicate that scene with one of the originals where they go. Well, to find and you know it maybe there. that's a piece of his character though, because if you remember yeah. too in the other movies, especially after the third movie, right? He probably was like, "I don't want anything to. I just want to do what I've been doing. I like paleontology. I'm gonna put my head in the sand, and I don't yeah. want to think about these dinosaurs out here." So it's that the opposite of uh, it's this is actually the dark uh, the dark opposite of Interstellar. It's. Uh, our eyes, our heads are not in the clouds. We're down here in the dirt. We need to get back into the dirt. We need to get back into the dirt. Uh, so Sadler asks Grant to accompany her to Biosyn uh, to get a sample, a DNA sample of these locusts to prove that it's Biosyn. And I loved that too. The classic uh, smarmy thing of like, oh, it's only attacking the crops that aren't Biosyn crops. And I why was just why like, is it not eating the grass over there? Those are Biosyn grass. That, that's Biosyn, Biosyn grass. grass. Yeah. It's like, ah, okay, I get it. Um, also, the, the bit where the kids are running away from the locust and somehow get into the barn without a single locust getting in uh, was fascinating. I oh, was one gets in. They get oh, in right. One gets bucket. in and they capture it under a bucket. Yeah, which I, uh, some some interesting getaways in this movie for sure. But the, so they get to Biosyn. Doctor Ian Malcolm now works for Biosyn as a um, kind of a consultant, adjunct professor, you could call it. So he's like giving classes and presentations to the the young people of the company. He's almost like their doomsdayer, which I thought yep. was an interesting concept to have of like, you know, this company is doing a bunch of big future forward things, but we're going to have this guy here who's going to tell you why we need to not be doing this stuff in the same it's, way, which yeah, I thought was, was interesting. Cool. Yeah, very, very. And his he's like giving this, this speech that I was just like, it's a good speech. And everyone gets up and cheering for him. I was like, wasn't that good? It wasn't that good of a speech. But, he, but, <laughs> hey, but we get to see him. And so he is also on the inside. He kind of called them and said like, hey, so he helps them. He gives them their wristband to sneak into these rooms to go off on their own. Um, and he, Jeff Goldblum, I'll, here's what I'll say. All three of them I thought were on the top of their game. Alan Grant was the yeah. perfect sort of um, curmudgeon. She kicked absolute butt. She was so brave. Yeah. And every scene where she's like fighting the bugs when she was with Claire, I was just like, she is loving it. When she has that talk with Maisie in the train, and says, like, I knew your mom. And I was like, great, here we go. Like, let's rehash Jurassic Park. And But then she was like, it had nothing to do with Jurassic Park. She was like, I got called back, and she happened to be there. And we became, like, I was like, oh, that's actually yeah. a pretty cool story. Yeah, really cool. So, like, every, and, and then, then Malcolm, I mean, our boy was, was hilarious. I was dying laughing at, I mean, <laughs> that's what, it, it, it always interests me, these movies with him and Chris Pratt, because Chris Pratt's usually the funny guy. You know, he's the one usually with the jokes, and he was so... 
he just hey it's cash money gotta get he that was, he looked like he was mad most of the, the movie. mad the whole movie is in the background just shaking with rage i know so the whole time i know we keep getting sidetracked on the synopsis the whole time we have grant and everyone going to biogen uh but this whole time period where they're getting there talking to Ian malcolm you have owen and claire ending yep. up in malta trying to chase down macy and that that whole kind of tangent was probably my favorite one of my I, I was on the edge of my seat like i remember multiple times having to like remember to breathe because it was it was fast like yeah. the di there's the dino chase with the troceraptors we get and I, I don't know, let's pull this up we got a little call out to the diectodon that uh was in the malta black market uh fight club that helps him uh what was it the guy it was the bad guy who captured macy and the diectodon grabs his finger he like grabbed one foot and then he grabbed the other i was like look at him teaming up i loved okay. it that was just, great. just a couple of pals Mm -hmm. um yeah we got that they had what else was there they had some uh velociraptors as well and um oh and i'm seeing here too look at this because they took his blues baby as well which i i liked that bit as well as corny and absolute corny that it was i loved when he was saying like i promise i'll get your baby back and yeah and and blue like swiped at him too I was like, "Woo, little trouble in paradise, I guess." But yeah, that was great. Also, we got to see an interesting character there, uh, known only as Santos, that in the credits goes by so Soyona Santos, played by Daikin Lockman, who is well, in throw out any fans, any fans out there in the audience right now. One yeah, of the greatest shows that's on television this year. Give it a watch. Guys, we uh, we just watched Severance and it was amazing. She's in Severance. All I'll say is she plays a part-time therapist for the company, HR. Uh, but it was really cool to see her in another role so soon yeah. after seeing because she hasn't been in a lot of things. No, not and at so all. She, and she, so she she's played like that role very well. Very evil. She has one goal. She wants making money and kill. And she essentially comes out to introduce these raptors uh, that they've, you know, that was another thing I liked is, is, you know, we brought this complaint up in the beginning, but, you know, the previous two movies kind of rely on, how do we make these dinosaurs bigger and scarier and angry and faster? And, and, and her whole take is we're going back with uh, what is the phrase she used? It's, it's uh, the thoroughbreds are the best, right? And they let them out of the cage and it's uh, there's no DNA modification. They're just trained to hunt based on the laser. And yeah, all you, you hit somebody with the little laser and they will not stop until they've killed that person, oh, which man. I was Oh man. And, and that, I gotta say that whole sequence, it probably lasted what eight, ten minutes of just these things relentlessly chasing Owen, Claire, and uh our pilot through this through the, the pilot ship. and Barry. Yeah. Uh played by Omar Sai. That was a nice little callback as well. He's um, in the he's Jurassic World, the first one in the cage with Owen training the Raptors, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what yeah. Yep. And, uh, and so that I thought was really cool. I do think that she must be an expert at laser pointing because there's a scene where someone's got their gun on him and they literally do that. She literally like does that to get Owen right before he leaves. I was like, you don't gotta be kidding me. I was hoping she'd, she'd hit it and it hits her other ear. Right. It hits her head and she's like, Oh no. And then just gets, that would have actually been a really cool ending. Um, she also busted into somebody's house. And just started screaming at them. Do you remember that when? Oh was my like, god! Yeah, she was like, ah! and then they were just like hiding, and she's trying to stop Claire. Like that was crazy, though. They, uh, for from where Claire was at the beginning of Jurassic World to where she's at in this movie, I thought that was awesome. Like the amount of character work that we don't get to see <laughs> from her getting there was a little like, ah, come on. But they they do a good job throughout of really showing her that she loves these dinosaurs now. Yeah. And she's all in on protecting Maisie. She's like basically her mom at this point. And so she's also with Owen for real, real. So I, I liked that whole bit. Um, but she she shows up in this movie for sure. There's a lot of scenes where I noticed as well that because, you know, they make that comment where she, he says, like, you're not going to be able to get anywhere in those high heels uh, in the first movie. And in this movie, right. every time I saw her shoes, she was in boots the entire time. And I was like, full boots, full good, ride, lesson ready to go, ready to get to work. So, so we this, get this whole scene uh, sequence. Uh, we we meet the 
And was the pilot? I'm trying to remember the actress's name that was the pilot. I'm yes, sure she was actually my standout for the movie. She was my favorite. Yeah. Her name was uh, Dewanda Wise. Any and, uh, anything Kayla, else that she's been in recently? Uh, she looks she super familiar, awesome. but I don't think I've seen her. And oh, wait a minute, is that what it is? She was in. She was in the Harder They Fall. If you saw that one, the the oh, Western. Yeah, that was great. Um, hmm. As Eleanor Love. I'm trying to remember. I can't picture her face right now. She, oh, she was the wife at the very, very beginning that gets killed. So she's in like five minutes of screen. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Very cool. Says she was in Fatherhood. She was in uh, Someone Great. So she's, and she's been in some TV as well. Um, But yeah, no, I, she, I mean, total standout, hilarious. She was a really, she was really funny, I thought. And, and just, it was a, it was interesting that you know the that whole play of she sees Maisie, whatever she moves right. on it's just a job and then as the movie progresses obviously she so she's like she's a smuggler and so she <clears throat> she explains that she used to be in the air force obviously times have gotten tight and so she's been doing shipment runs on her plane that you see in the trailer um, and so she does a shipment for Biosyn where she is in charge of taking or she took the dinosaur. Uh, she took beta and they, yes. they said specifically like we want to separate them we don't want them to be in the same container so she sees Maisie walking away and is like who is that and she's like he's like not your problem and so then as she goes you know she meets Owen and she meets Claire and they're talking about you know we need to help you need your help and so she kind of gets that guilty conscience a little bit of like hey you know what I can't I can't keep doing this which was cool so she gives him a ride on the plane we get an awesome the end of an awesome chase sequence with those atrociraptors where Owen's somehow maneuvered around on this bike to not get caught by them. Also, oh we gotta God. call this out too, because Claire, she gets saved by um, by Kayla. Yep. Excuse me. And they're on the truck, and the the Raptors chasing her, and she grabs that pole. That scene, like, I think it's in one of the trailers. But then she <laughs> holds it up, and it just clotheslines that. Uh, that was awesome. I was off. So many great bits in them. So they, but then they take off. So they fly, and she kind of ex- she doesn't explain too much. But essentially, at this point, everyone is headed to Biosyn, yes. to this this lab facility in the did they yeah. say, the Dolom- yeah the Dolomite Mountains in Italy. And so we find out them, which is kind of a big deal for the movie, as they're flying in, and you hear this from um, with Ramsey as well when the other group is flying in that they have this ADS system, this aerial defense system, because of all the pterosaurs that they have flying around in the sky. And so we get another call out to one of my favorites because, and Harry, I'm a you have probably haven't watched any of the prehistoric planets yet, have you? Not yet, no. Okay, the the Quetzalcoatlus that is uh, is in Walking with Dinosaurs, the biggest of the pterosaurs, um, which is in prehistoric planet as well, and is one of my favorite cool. episodes, by the way, of Walking with Dinosaurs. It's the lo- it's the one that like can't find the mate, and he's on the beach, and it's like yep. that giant, just I mean, huge. They have a very similar episode in the prehistoric planet that is, I mean, the, the Quetzalcoatlus is just, is huge. I think it has a wingspan of like 50 feet or something like this. It's a monster. I and I that. love that Kayla called that out. Cause I was like, who are we going to get? Cause I've only ever heard the pronunciation that I've said and that the computer told me in the nineties when I'd have the dinosaur printouts. And so to hear David Attenborough say it in prehistoric yeah. planet, I was like, so it's basically like Atlas and then it's Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatlus or Quatlus. And she said it the exact same way. So I was like, okay, awesome. There's like a people because again, whoever says those in regular conversation anyway, right? Um, but yeah, so this this thing, the defense system gets turned off because they're not allowing anyone else in. And obviously they're 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 thinking Dodgson thinks that they're coming for Maisie, right? And that's right, what they're doing. Right. So he turns off the ADS and and one of those Quetzos uh immediately right into yeah that in the beak just tore like that thing took like that was it was like paper it was going through that plane that That was was awesome and we've never seen in the jurassic park movies at least there's you know they had some of the scenes in the beginning of this movie in the news story but it's always just been kind of the standard pterodactyls pterodons right like in jurassic jurassic park 3 they have the big this was the first time it's been you know to get some new again the new species that thought they did really cool job of introducing those yeah and there's a piece here too right after they have to make a crash landing 
where uh, we get to see a callback to Jurassic Park 3. Claire pulls her parachute and uh, lands in the forest in almost the exact same fashion as that boy does in Jurassic uh, Park 3. (laughs) Oh, I'm stuck in the tree. What am I going to do? But we also get in this part the introduction to a another quote-unquote pterosaur, the uh, Therizinosaurus, which... Oh, man. And so this is in, I believe that creature is in uh, Prehistoric Planet. But if not, there's a very similar one that does, too, that they kind of live in these wetlands and use those giant claws to kind of scrape the bottom of the rivers to get food. Um, they're, they're typically plant eaters, but some of them are. Those claws were absolutely terrifying. Oh, man. And- She's hanging and you can hear it. You can just hear him kind of like moving around. It's like he's like a zombie the way they walk because they can't do anything with these hands, but they're huge. And so they're just dangling. And it's just very suspenseful, very scary. And again, I mean, if you I thought there's there's just some more development for Claire of, you know, movie one. This happened. She's screaming her head off. It walks in. It cuts her head off. It's game over. Yeah, she manages to get out. And then that was a suspenseful scene. She's crawling through the muck. And she comes up to this pond and it's right behind her. And she just knows she can't make a sound and just slowly creeps until she's all the way under the water. And it's just sitting above her. Very right. I, uh, I didn't think about that during the moment, but while I was watching it, I was just like this, that was so tense. And I just kept thinking, but like this, this dinosaur is not going to eat him either. Is he, but it's like searching for her. And I didn't realize that is really good character development because she doesn't make a sound she moves very slow. She's doing she's everything. Like she's, like like it. <laughs> she's uh she's grown up now. She she gets it. She wants to live. And the um, whole time this is happening, we've got another new dino intro going on with uh Kayla and Owen up at yep. the ice lake. Yes, I was just gonna bring that up. So we get and this was the other thing that I really liked about prehistoric planet, and, and we knew this for a long time, right? As us uh, us boneheads, us uh, dino us, heads, as they us say, dino dudes, uh, is that dinosaurs are the, yeah, the descendant of birds, and uh, there there was rumors, or at that time rumors that a lot of these dinosaurs probably had feathers, but all of the depictions that we've had of them are not, which is why they're that way in Jurassic Park. But at the same time, they said that's why the dinosaurs aren't like for like, is because we couldn't get their full DNA. We had to fill it in with frog DNA and other DNA such as monitor lizards. So to see a dinosaur that had feathers and it looked identical to prehistoric planet and most of them in prehistoric planet have feathers uh, was awesome. I thought that was cool. We don't see much of it, but that was a scary dinosaur. The fact that it, I would point this out too. Did you not notice this? Cause I turned and looked at you. Owen goes into that lake, comes out, n- not but a shiver. He didn't even have so much oh, as, a, as a sneeze coming he's, out of that. You know, why? Because he's so mad. He's so mad. He's. In I guess movie. so. He's fuming. He's fuming with rage. It heated them up. Superheated that water <laughs> off of them. He oh, I, the came over. You throw me in that water. I'm not coming out. And it's not because of the dinosaur. I'm frozen solid. It's a block of ice. Yeah. I'd want the dino to kill me because it would <laughs> be quicker than the ice. Give me a hug with those feathers. <laughs> yeah. That was another good scene, though. Another good chase. You know, last minute, it reminded me it was very similar to the scene in your favorite movie, Fallen Kingdom, where Macy's running from the Indoraptor and there's at the end of the hall, there's a little dumb waiter and she scurries her way over and shuts it as he walks up. Same, you know, like little elevator. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because they close the. Yeah. But uh, cool. Again, cool. Cool to see another species that was totally new swimming feathers. I mean, what's what's the next jurassic uh planet gonna have i guess yeah jurassic. right jurassic world yeah now we need like jurassic solar system jurassic dinosaurs jurassic. in space space we got dinosaurs coming from space coming it opens from- up with alan grant he says we found a fossil in space <laughs> if we found fossils on the moon on the moon yeah that would be awesome oh uh, but yeah okay so now all of the players are kind of on the board so claire ends up they end up finding claire it's you know a classic reunion oh my god i thought you died uh, but the three of them head towards biosyn while at the same time uh the intrepid original three kind of sneak in they get their dna sample uh but at the same time too again dodgson has no idea about any of this until the minute that they get bumbling, the bumbling dodgson he reminds me of the 
Who? What's the character from the first movie that gets handed the Barbasol? Nedry. I Nedry think. is Dodgson. It's they're related. He's just walking around tripping, and this uh, similar death. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and there was the bit too when they're like, "We need to evacuate this park," and he's like, ah, "Fine, just do it. Just do it." I was just, just like, "I like that." It. Like he just does not care at all. And he's completely oblivious to you know, and no one cares about him. Like every even his guard was like, "No, dude. Like no, <laughs> see ya." And he's like, "I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna take the Barbasol can with me." Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. So he um he now detects that they're there. And uh, well, at the so, same time, at the, again, it's that was another interesting thing that I think about going back. There were so many storylines going on at the same time. You've got they the did a good job balancing it, I think. Kayla, you've got the Intrepid Three. I like that name. And then Macy at the same time escapes yes. and lets out Beta, lets yep. out uh, Ligma, gets out. And starts <laughs> running. Um, so they're, you know, you've got all three of these things. And, and you, you know, watching the movie, knowing these characters, you know, they're all going to converge. Yeah, um, but all this is going on at the same time. Dodgson is making bumbling mistake after bumbling mistake. Um, he has that weird—I don't even know if the character had a name. He had like his head of security, right? Yeah, the guy. Yeah, he kept walking in, and he's like, he just shows up, super what are you mad sure about that, sir. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so they, yeah, they do end up converging. And by that point, we also learn too that they just they just like they dropped off a T Rex in the park. So there's a T-Rex there. There's a, 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 I think they call it a Gigantosaurus or a Gigantosaurus. That's uh, the, the terrestrial. The big, yeah, the largest. I was like, okay, I, where's the word on that? But <laughs> And okay, you great. see, we, we passed it. You see when Owen meets up with Claire, uh, there's a really cool kind of preview fight scene of the T-Rex going That's after right. dead deer and the Gigantosaurus kind of coming out of nowhere and, and roughing them up a little bit. Um, you know, yeah, they of, say what that there can only be one alpha. There can only be one alpha. So and that that's was Owen Grady. Little, <laughs> and then Owen Grady comes the, out. The, the T-Rex and the Gigantosaurus come out. I thought it was kind of crazy because he uh wait, no, but he did he actually did do this. But yeah, when the T-Rex and them come out and he just holds his hands up to both of them and he's like, Come on, guys, I'm the alpha here. But he actually did that in Malta when the two Atrociraptors showed or whatever it was that was about to attack him. Remember he like oh, yeah. his hands up. No, it was like the Carnotaurs. And I'm like, dude, they're gonna just bite your arm. They're gonna off. bite they're your arm. What do you think you're doing, man? He thinks he's way cooler than he is. Yeah. No, doesn't cut it. I also loved that uh Alan Grant knew who he was. So when that was really they cool. finally meet, he's like, Yeah, you train raptors. And he was like that's just, I don't know. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. if Alan Grant knows who you are, you've made it big for sure. Because he's hiding out in the middle of nowhere, digging dino bones. He's so. got his head in the dirt. He's got his. He is not on Twitter or watching Jurassic World. Um, but yeah, so they all they all get together, and at this point in time, we get an actually interesting um, sort of. Of course, this would happen where Dodgson's trying. To, at this point, he kind of knows that he's in trouble. And so he decides. Worried, tell, I think he's worried they're all going to get out. They're going to leak everything. Exactly. Uh, There's going to be leaks. And so he tells his head of security. That's what one of those conversations was. He basically says, do it. And so they torch the locust. And they're just, and I thought that was actually kind of cool the way that they did it. Cause it was like huge propane things, just going along all the reeds and whatnot, just burning it all. And all they all break out though, and so they like bust well, through the scene, secure windows. You know, I get something. the scene and the and the development and the story, but it's a couple bugs. And like when they're right. in, when Grant and uh, the other doctor are in there, there's like four baskets with each one as like a single locust, and then all right, the they're huge. They, every time they show that glass cage, there's a couple more of them, and then at the end, it's this endless tornado of it's a swarm. Did we not plan to to eradicate these at some point, or it's right? You, know, you get this park in the mountains with those security, but you know we got a lighter in the little glass cage, and the ceiling's real weak. Hope they don't too fly busy up. trying to make that bug juice. Oh god, oh god. So that whole but, thing. But, was but wait, so and there, but then he, but so there. I don't know anything about bugs, Harry. I know a little. But if you Listen, throw we're not bugheads, I wouldn't be on the show no. if it was a bughead. We're boneheads. We're not bugheads. <laughs> we're boneheads. If you torch a bug, I don't care what size it is, but those bugs got out and flew everywhere. But then they like 10 commandments just start falling out of the sky dead. 
as basically like little. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking like fifty percent escape. I'm talking they're <laughs> breeding as they're flying out. They're dropping bombs. There's, there's a, a rain of me. It's like I thought we had like fifteen bugs, guys. How many bugs are there? Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, you know, and we'll want a bugs. But again, I mean, it kind of plays into then. Uh, so, it so looks this biblical. Point, this whole park starts kind of setting on fire. There's uh, the security's going down. They're diverting power. The dinosaurs are. I mean, it's burning this whole area to the ground, very Isla Nublar style. Yep. And then uh, happens very quickly. Uh, this goes back to the scene we were talking about earlier where Dodgson's like, you know, his aides are going, we got to evacuate. And he's like, no, I think we'll be. Yeah, let's hang on a little longer. Just a little longer. I think we'll be good. Um, one thing, too, we we bypassed a little bit What when uh, Sadler, Grant, and Malcolm are, uh, or when Sadler and Grant are, are escaping, they end up, before they leave the facility, they meet up with Macy. And That's they right. get on the tram. Uh, there's a really cool bullet train throughout the park to leave and of course they get halfway hell starts breaking loose i think that's when he sets the fire up yep um and the tram stops so then they've got to get out into the caves and you know torch light their way out which was uh another one of our classics old school we we knew it before it happened too because what was it was there a skeleton scene it was a scene where they're walking out of the bullet train and there's water and you see a spine start coming. That's right. Yeah. And we looked at each other and said, Dimetrodon. Dimetrodon, baby. So that was really cool. They end up getting chased by a bunch of them through these caves. Uh, they get to a gate to leave. And that's where they end up meeting up with Ian Malcolm. Yep. Um, there was a whole thing there with the code. That was what, actually pretty funny. <laughs> what code did he end up entering at the end when it worked? No, Ramsey did. I, no, I understand. But oh, I have no idea. It like I, I was trying code. to figure out what code he entered when he thought. Yeah, no, he, he was like trying to guess the codes. I love that. And he's like, honestly, I, like, I want to say just, he did uh, 6969 at the end. And was he must have. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was 42069 was the, the code. And yeah, I love that, though. Like, literally, again, Ramsey is in an all hands on deck meeting in the in the head room. Pulls and up I'm sure Dodgson's there and he's watching it on video. And then he's just like, doo, 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 and and does it. And I'm like, no one saw that. Not a single yeah, person. Hey, single fine for me. That's that's why they're burning to the ground at this point. <clears throat> so they um, all get out. Uh, Malcolm gets them out. They jump into this jeep. They're driving through the jungle to escape and find their way off this uh, out of this preserve, uh, as can be expected. I think some of the falling bugs hit them. The jeep crashes. They roll down a hill and low and low and forebold that you climb out of it and oh oh and mom and dad parents are here everyone's everyone's reunited very that good. was a great line when they were in the truck and Maisie was like maybe we should so should we just all start leaning to the left and and uh, Ian was like ah yes uh, lean to the left that's a great idea Maisie thank you for keeping a, a solid head on your shoulder because everyone else was freaking out like he he killed every scene he was in yeah he was hilarious we were he we were laughing. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so they, they call. So when I, you know, we were saying earlier when he was like, ah, fine, just do it. Basically they then call a reverse evacuation. So all of the people evacuate and then then call in all of the dinosaurs to the main hub. And so they said they have nanites in the dinosaurs that essentially will guide them back there. So it's almost like bringing everyone back to Noah's Ark sort of thing. Yep. Um, Because, you know, the the fires and whatnot were not terrible, but it was just like we need to get them away from the danger so that they don't get harmed, which was cool. So they bring all the dinosaurs back into the spot. And at the same time, the group is now hiding in um, kind of like a a tall they're They're running from the the Gigantosaurus. And so they hide in this very tall. Another great scene, scene there with Ian kind of doing the the torch thing i thought was cool that he chose to stay behind i thought maybe he was going to be kind of taking the coward's way out and running away right. um but it was nice to see him kind of buy some time for the group I also love into the yeah mount. that's right he threw right oh i loved that i was like that's perfect um I'm, i love that none of them died i i thought that that was great like there was a lot of yeah. tense moments where i was like ooh, uh-oh but then it was like oh nice because they they didn't deserve to and no. and so it was it was a good a good ending in that regard they all end up back at the main area and we get the uh the epic final battle and so now they're they're infiltrating they have to get two things they have to get transportation out and then they have to redo the ADS system because it's down. And so if they try to leave, some pterosaur is going to take them out of the sky. 
So they're trying to redirect the power. There's a bunch of that of like, oh, we've got to go here and got to go there. And that's fine. While this is going on and right as they leave, uh, again, this is where Dodgson perishes. He tries to escape. We get some Dilophosauruses that take him out just the same way as Nedry did, which was fine. A couple of people in the in the theater, did you know this? A couple of them freaked out at that scene. Yeah. Uh, like I heard some gasps. Well, the, like, baby, yeah. the baby was freaking out, but uh, that baby was scared of every scene. Oh, baby, I've never seen such a scared baby. <laughs> but no, there was there was some gasps. And again, I, I, a good throwback, right? I mean, that's one of the classic scenes. Uh, spinning the sign to see where the arrow goes. It's raining. He's crawling out of the Jeep. Wow. And then those things are in the vehicle with him. Dodgson get climbs back in. It's in the vehicle with him. It was, it yeah, was, didn't uh, somebody say something? And this is like the same line from Doctor Strange. They were like, what are you doing? Why didn't you close that hole that you made? Someone like said something like that. And they're like, ah, screw it. He's going to That's die when you anymore. pull a Dr. E. Malcolm and you go, good thing someone here has got a good head on their shoulders. That's good, right. Uh, yes. Making good decisions. Uh, so we get the great, we get the final fight, which mm -hmm. is the Gigantosaurus versus the T-Rex, who Gigantosaurus wins, knocks him out. He's down for the count, we think. But then the um, the Therizinosaurus shows up and I got, we, I got those claws. Oh man. But then the T-Rex wakes up. And so we get a tag team and the final blow is the T-Rex smacking the, the Gigantosaurus into the Therizinosaurus. And its fingers just go straight through it and kills oh. it. So good. And then they both roar. I love that they both roared at the same time. I was like, you've earned it. That's great. That's awesome. Everyone, everyone give a roar. Everyone give, give a roar. They, the, the six of them should have roared too. Oh. Down in the bottom. At that point, it wasn't six. It's like 15 at that point because Ramsey is with them. Uh, Dr. Oh, Dr. Wu is now with Dr. them. He's, he, he says, please, I'm trying to make amends. Please just let me do this. This is where it goes. We talked about this earlier, but this is where it goes. Wu makes this plea that his whole plan was to get Macy and Beta um, and Sigma and get them all into the lab so that they can um, he can cure and fix this locust problem so he can figure out the testing to solve that. But again, it just it doesn't really ring. It doesn't really ring true. No, Jalen's exactly right. You can't kill the T Rex. If if the T Rex dies, the the people stop going. That's right. Did you also catch? There was a really cool scene where the T Rex was walking by that circular thing, and it essentially oh, and it stopped like, for like the the yeah. Jurassic Park logo. Yeah. That was pretty, kind of cheesy, kind of cool. I, I liked it. I took um, a picture with my phone. I snuck it out and took a picture with my back. <laughs> I made sure to catch that when I was using my camera filming the entire movie. Actually, no, I didn't. I didn't have a phone on me. I'm lying. Uh, Universal, <laughs> don't come after me. I had a full tripod sitting in front of me. <laughs> that I brought that baby so people wouldn't see me doing the the camera. Um, Jalen brings up a really interesting question. I was going to ask you, Harry. She said she was hoping that they would have confirmed Owen was the kid from the beginning of the Jurassic Park movie that Grant teaches about raptors. Uh, and if I'm remembering right, because that's like a vivid scene in my mind since I watched it so much as a kid, that kid was kind of a doofus and a jerk. Remember, wasn't he like making fun of Ian? That's and then he comes he up and shows him the claw and he's like, I'm going to cut you, kid. That would be, that's I actually, uh, that's that cool. a deep cut Easter egg. And I'm going to go, what I'm going to start telling everyone is that's the case. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know that Owen Owen Grady is from the first Jurassic Park movie? This has been verified. So I think we run with this. I love yeah. this theory. I'm cool with that. Uh, so they escape. Everything everything ends up working out. Dr. Wu uses uh, the stuff, the DNA. We get a scene of him like <laughs> standing in a field, smiling and crying as the locusts fly away. And I was like, can we at least get a scene of them all falling out of the sky at the exact same time? Like that would have been great, but they fly away. So who, who knows? We, who knows we have no they're idea. They're going to space. That's next. Oh, movie. I hope, I hope so. So yeah, by the end of it, we get another really awesome scene of them talking about, well, if we can't, you know, can't live with it, can't live with them, can't live without them. We're going to just have to cohabitate with these dinosaurs. And we see a scene of the Parasaurolophus running with horses. We see a gorgeous scene of the Mosasaurus swimming with whales uh, yeah. which was so cool. There were some, uh, some of the uh, brontosaurs were kind of uh, grazing along with, I remember, oh, there was a, was a triceratops were running along the plains with some cows. Oh no, that was with elephants. Yeah. And then like the Serengeti. That yes. Was really cool. Yeah. Just again, well, that's where does it before this um, there's the reunion. 
Oh gosh, yes. And so they get back, so and yeah, that's right. They they have to get Beta. We forgot about that. So Beta, they they have a whole bit where they have to shoot Beta with a with a trank, which was cool to see Maisie step up and do that. She was like, "Hey," and I was like, "Ooh, you're listening to." Oh, that was really cool. Yeah, really, really cool. cool. Really but yeah, cool. they bring Beta back to Blue. Blue gives a little bit of acknowledgement, but I was like, "Are they going to do any? Like, come on, like a wink or maybe a small nod? Nothing." It's just a, it's just a lizard, and we can't expect any more than that. But in her tail, she puts on a little dance. She did come back though. She came back and kind of gave him one more look, and then said, "You know, I'll call you for babysitting if I need you." And then gone, gone with the wind. Yeah, but a very cool scene nonetheless. Beta's returned, and then yeah, the you know, it's it's I'm oh Ellie and uh, Ellie and Grant get together at the end. I really like that scene where she's like, "If you want to come with me," and he just goes, "Ellie." I'm coming with you. And I, the way that he said it was like, he's just, he's done. He doesn't care. We're doing it. I love, I love it. that. It was great. It'll be very interesting to see. And I think it would be a bit of a cash grab, but it'd be, it'll be very interesting to see in the coming years, if they decide to do trilogy number three or, you know, a spinoff or something. I think, I mean, we had talked about this as it was always working towards how cool would it be if the dinosaurs were off the Island and there's these interactions. So I think they could do some, they, they, to your point, they wrapped everything up really well with the characters. I don't think they'd necessarily have to revisit this group, but it, it does open the possibility for some, some interesting ideas where you're playing into more of that, um, you know, more of that interaction with dinosaurs in the main world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Jalen, yes, I, I can speak for myself that I, I did like when they kissed. Did anyone cheer in our theater, Harry? Uh, you did, I think. Did, did I? Hmm. Must been, that must have been the dinosaur scene right after it. I, I wasn't crying. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. How many movies for that? Six We months. have. That was great. You know what's funny, too, is we saw them both in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. She shows up at the end to save the day. And Marianne, I remember because she was with her family. She's in the little captain's outfit, uh, bringing in the bringing in the ship. Yeah, just in time for them to not need the nostalgia of of those characters, you know. And and it was it just didn't feel half baked. Like I feel I felt like they did it in previous movies. It was very thoughtful. They were good characters. They all brought value. None of them were just thrown in there. And you know, you get the kiss at the end. Yeah. Did you guys see when um, who was it? Owen kisses Blue after he drops off Beta. That was. No one of, cheered for a that. A lot of tongues. A lot of t- it was. It was very interesting. <laughs> it's kind very of gross. Dark. The lights got darker. I feel like in the movie theater when that happened. I think that was the only part where the baby stopped crying. <laughs> it was during that scene. The baby actually cheered. The baby um, cheered. You bring up an interesting point, uh, and this is kind of where the the last kind of thing we can talk about. I, I took some notes. I was trying to before the show. I was like, okay, what are what are some themes from this movie? Every movie's got themes. And there really aren't any themes in this movie that are, you know, besides surface level. But I think I found one and it goes towards what you were talking about, about what's going to come next from this movie, because the trajectory of these films has always been dinosaurs. But the story always follows the people. And now there aren't any more issues. Biosyn is no longer a problem. The, the families yeah. together and ha- like when, when I say I want to see another movie and I do, I just want to see more dinosaurs and what kind of a movie is that though? Right? Like what is that? That That's prehistoric planet. Like we're not going to have a movie where we just get to watch the dinosaurs. There's gotta be some human thing. And I honestly don't know what that is, but I can tell you they're probably cooking something up in that lab. So here's, here's what, here's what I've got. I, I jotted some notes. I said, I think the message of this movie is to just stop messing with things, uh, especially to stop messing with the past. Uh, find a way to cohabitate with our own current day surroundings. Uh, And I said, very similar to nostalgia, people are obsessed with seeing things that they have seen already, right? Like remakes, reboots, give me more of the same, Uh, which is the general idea behind GMOs uh, or behind the GMO dinosaurs, right? They wanted to make them bigger. They wanted to make them better. They wanted them to be the same thing they were before, just shinier and in a new box. Um, but that's never better, right? We hear that in the trailer and also shout out to the movie for not putting it in the movie when Ian Malcolm says, why do they always have to go bigger? But that's the question is why do they keep having to go bigger? So to me, the true better comes from cohabitating with the films that we already have and to just try moving on instead of drilling so deep into the IP well 
that some Frankenstein monsters created that bombs in the theater or just ruins the memory of the prior movies, kind of like the, in a way, like Fallen Kingdom. But at the same time, let's create this new dinosaur. So Biosyn is very similar to Disney, Paramount, Sony. They're the same thing. And, and Dodgson says it multiple times in the movie about that's the most valuable IP that we have. Maisie, right? It's the same thing with Disney. Marvel is the most valuable IP. Star Wars is the most Star valuable. Wars. Jurassic yeah. Park is the most valuable IP for Universal. Any of these streaming giants who have over the years been swallowing up IP, buying as much IP as they can, Marvel and Star Wars being acquired, Universal having the dinosaurs. Look at all the remakes that Paramount, I think, has been trying with, like the Rugrats remake and the Saved by the Bell, all of these remakes. And so just like that, um, you know, that they've been working on. So essentially, uh, I, and what I said, too, is I said the irony is that the best parts in this movie are when new characters are on the screen uh, or new storylines appear to be told, such as the locust epidemic and bringing back the OG three was a lazy and obvious choice, but their connection to the plot is what made it very interesting and welcome. So there's ways that you can use this IP that the studios can right. use the IP to their benefit, but it's when they get into that lazy territory of just doing it because they want something bigger and they want something better like the Indominus Rex or the Indoraptor. It's the same thing. So I said also taking the time to show some character growth so they aren't just another dinosaur being brought back to life for no other reason than profit. Um, that being all of the remakes and reboots. So hopefully, uh, you know, Hollywood has learned its lesson uh, since I know most of the Hollywood Bob executives. Iger. We need to get Bob Iger watching this pod. I want him listening in. I think he, he needs to for sure. It's it's interesting though, right? Like, And, and that's <laughs> no, where I was like, I'm, I'm trying to find like a, a theme, but... That's all that kept coming up was you got this, you got, and it was funny before I even saw the movie, I wrote a note on my little notepad, which was just nostalgia. Why, why can't we have new IP? Like, why can't we create a brand new franchise of new characters that we have no idea who they are? And that's our new one. And I think that's why people love Marvel so much is that's the new franchise. It's only 15 years old versus let's bring back this story from the nineties. Let's bring right. back top gun from the eighties or this thing from the seventies. Like how about we just move on from that and appreciate those movies as they were and start forging a new path. Am I crazy, yeah. Harry? Um, I think you're wild, but that's why your fans love you. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's, it's, it's a good, uh, that is a good takeaway. My takeaway was I love big dinos. Rawr, love love the big fights. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Here we go. Big T-Rex uh, fighting the Indoraptor. Uh, big tail wag. Let's hey, go. That was a good big fight. Roar. So, no, I, th I think that's that's a good takeaway, and uh, we'll see. I think this that that's a great lesson to take in this movie, and uh, Jurassic Park IP, prove us wrong. Don't come out with a Jurassic Planet in two years where Macy's now a space warrior uh, fighting space Mosasaurs. But see, uh, that's, that is new. That is a new, can you think <laughs> of space Mosasaurs floating around in space? Right. Actually, I take it all back. That as sounds long as awesome. you're not going back to the islands, we're let's good. Get creative. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Hey, let's, let's end on this final thought from David. He says, do you think dinosaurs and man are actually going to be able to coexist like the movie suggests, or should it really be a fight for survival between dinosaurs and modern day life? I'll take it first. I actually think that would, if we did, if we did have to see another Jurassic uh, series, I I think the latter half of that would be cool, and and I think that would be more interesting is that everyone's going to live together and cohabitate, and they're all running together. The next scene of the dinosaurs running with the elephant was them breaking them to the ground and, and yeah. showing them the boss or. You know, the, the Parasolophagus is saying, you know what, I'm not going to be herded with cattle, you morons, and just start stepping on people. Um, I think it would be really cool to, and in my opinion, no way these things are going to cohabitate. They're going to take over. And if we don't eradicate them now, game over. Yep. We're off the planet. I agree. And I think it'd be cool. Honestly, that, well, that was what I was kind of shooting for was the... Uh, um, like apocalyptic type things of like seeing a dinosaur demolish a grocery store or like, I mean, you kind of saw it in a couple of instances, but they yeah. could really dive into like that scene in Malta when the two carnitores are out there. It was like, what happened? The, the, the guy in the bird scooter goes by. That and was he just gets scene. eaten. 
Yeah. Not not a thought. And it's well, like blue, wow, it's blue just... starts going, you know, the help the whole hand thing, Owen isn't gonna do it anymore. It just rips his arm off. I mean, yeah. game over. Let's go. That would be cool. We could call it the I love fall it. Dave, David coming in and introducing a little chaos at the end. I like it. I like it. He also pitched the fast and ferocious crossover. So maybe we'll get uh we're gonna get Vin Diesel back. And he says, Hey, these dinosaurs, they're family. I love it. You know what we do. Well, Harry, thank you so much for coming on. This was an absolute what blast talking with you about this. Uh, appreciate your time. Hopefully I'll be joining again soon uh, to the comics and cinema crowd. Uh, love you all. Thanks for letting me join today. And uh, thank you to our fearless leader. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, for comics and cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you at the movie. <laughs>